Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ted in Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. This podcast is all about how to achieve greater health, happiness, and success. Today, we have another episode of the Ted in Your Head interview series, where I interview experts in personal transformation and life success. And it is my great honor today to have as my guest, Bruno Delfonso, legendary winemaker. Bruno has been making wine for 43 years. He's well known for being a pioneer of the Santa Rita Hills AVA. AVA stands for American Viticultural Area, which is simply a a wine growing area. Bruno has received countless accolades during his career for his exceptional wine craft. Um, He's had a long and varied history of creating high quality wines, has worked and partnered with a number of different wineries. And now, currently, Bruno and his wife, Chris Curran, who is a highly profiled winemaker in her own right, um, dedicate their passion for winemaking to their three brands, Curran, Di Bruno, and Alfonso Curran. Uh, Bruno's purest approach to winemaking ensures uncontaminated, unpolluted wines that respect his customers' health and well-being. Bruno says... Over the years, I have begun to understand the designing of wine. That has become my goal, to create wonderful, stable, long-lived, stylized wines that are crafted with purpose, passion, and scientific precision. I just think that's so awesome. Bruno, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. How are you doing? Very welcome. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Good, good, good. Okay, so we saw each other recently. In January, myself and my brothers, we go up there every year around New Year's, and we we go to your winery, and we have a wine tasting, but it's so much more than a wine tasting. Last time I was there, and you you were doing your thing and talking about the wines and how you create the wines, and it occurred to me, you know what? This guy is a master at what he does. Him and his wife have found their passion as as, as a true partnership, and, you know, just watching you do your thing, it's inspiring, you know? And I was kind of like, you know, just into going up to the Solvang, Buellton, Lompoc area. But once I started listening to your wine lectures, I really begin to appreciate wine so much more deeply and the craft that goes into winemaking. So I have some questions for you. And the first question I have is, how and why did you get into winemaking? Can you tell us that story? Yes. Um, early in my, well, my mother was insistent that I go to college, get a degree. And so I did, and I was, I'm, I'm more concerned in the natural sciences. So I, and I was also an outdoorsman, and so I w- wanted to work for the Forest Service. So I went to Cal Poly, and I got science degrees that led me into a soil science degree. And uh, then I had a job uh, as a hotshot uh, with the uh, Forest Service for one summer. So a hotshot is a guy that goes to burn areas where like wildfires and like tries to put them out, right? Firefighter in the wilderness. Right. And mm-hmm. then a um, uh, very difficult job. 
and um, found out that it was chain of command. In other words, you just couldn't take initiative and go and take care of things. You, you had to go to the crew boss, and then you had to go to the supervisor, and then you had to go to the superintendent. And I just can't deal with that. I mean, I just, if I see an issue, I have to attack it. So I picked the wrong career path. And so, but simultaneous with that, I was getting into finer wines. We've been drinking as a family all my life, Italian family, of course. And uh, there was always wine at the table. But now I was getting into uh, finer wines. And then I found out you could get a degree, a professional degree in winemaking from either UC Davis or Fresno State. Uh, and so I went for UC Davis and I got that since I had all the, the, the solids already tucked behind me from Cal Poly. I just went for three quarters at Davis and I left there in 1980 and joined uh, Shalom Vineyard and Edna Valley Vineyard as assistant winemaker for Edna Valley. And then that's how it started. And I had no idea the caliber of human beings I would meet, the people I would meet and run into. Had no idea. And it was just a, an adventure more than, uh, it wasn't a job. It was, it was an adventure. Boy, and that's how it should be, wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes. It, you can't make it work out that way. You know, you can't plan for that. It's it's just you gotta just gotta fall in with the right people, and some people do, and I just did. Yeah, and you know, and and part of that adventure was falling in with the wrong people, right? Like people you didn't resonate with, uh, being a hot shot, right? I mean, you you tried that. How long did you do that? I just did that one summer, and that was enough. And um, yes, you're right. There's uh, the good shoe drops, you know, and then. You can't have a, this great, uh, fantastic life for the rest of your life, uh, for all of your life. And so there was going to be another shoe to drop, whether it be with a soft landing or whether it be a thud. There is another shoe. And, of course, that other shoe dropped. And, uh, it put me where my wife and I are now, uh, owning our own business, which she had the intention of doing. I never had the intention of doing my own business, but here I am. Well, this is obviously a, a passion for you and your wife, Chris. So what do you like most about what you do? Well, um, it, it, it's varied because it's it, and not in order of importance. Okay? It, it, the people you meet, um, the challenges you're faced with, people like, I think, people like to be challenged and then have a happy resolution. With, uh, with you know through the with the challenge with facing the challenge mitigating the the the, the problems that you're faced with and in winemaking because it's a um, it's an organic uh, solution of compounds it wants to go where it goes naturally we like to corral it and make it into what we like wine doesn't care that we like wine. It wants to go stability. It wants to be stable. And so it wants to spoil by nature. We want to keep it from doing that. We'll never keep it totally from doing that. But what we will do is keep the Huns at the gate for a lot longer than is naturally 
that naturally occurs. Okay. And we're very good at that. And, and it sounds like that is really what you like doing, like adjusting this, changing this, like working with the organic compounds in the wine to create something that is, you know, beautiful and tasty and, and, uh, you know, worth really worth drinking. It's like, if it was easy, you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. Right. Well, we intervene. It's a, it's an interventionist exercise. Uh, you just don't, uh, walk away and then come back one other day and go, wow, great wine. How'd that happen? It's a miracle. Uh, it made itself. None of that is true. Absolutely not. You've heard it before. Mm -hmm. I know you've heard it before. Your brother has heard it before. Everybody that you visit with, they've all heard that before. Not true. Okay. Mm -hmm. Winemaking is a purposefully exercised uh, process. It's intentional. Got it. Got it. So I would, I really do see you as a craftsman. Um, and, and, and would you agree with that, at least in some part that, you know, uh, crafting great wines, you know, makes you and, and, and uh, your wife craft, uh, crafts people, if you will. So um, talk about what it means to be a craftsman today in the United States. It's kind of rare. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And I have this discussion with many other people that are that I use in my business, uh, machinists, mechanics, because it's a it's a manufacturing process. And I need these other people to help me out. And they are having extreme difficulty finding young people to take over and to help them in, in, in what they're doing. Um, just for example, the, the machinist welder that I use, uh, stainless steel welder, he has problems finding, uh, let's call them kids. And um, so he has to hire 40, 50, 60 year old men because they're the ones with the experience and they're the ones he can count on. Mm. Well, that's the way it should work. Uh, you need to, you remember the old, uh, the, what was it? Uh, there's a apprentice journeyman master system. Well, that should be in pretty much almost everything, not everything, but almost everything. Yeah. Very difficult, very difficult. Now people are looking to grab the brass ring really fast hit the ground running, get rich. I mean, you've seen the crypto thing that fell apart. You've seen, um, you've seen, the, the, there are other issues that, 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 that people are looking for, for the quick fix. And it's just doesn't happen. Now that other shoe really drops hard. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to, uh, finagle and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, go around what really good hard work is about. Yeah, you know, it's unusual for people to have a career that lasts, you know, 43 years, right? I mean, you know, if, if it's not working out for, for many people, not for everybody, but if it's not working out, or if it's too hard, if you're not immediately happy, you know, people have a tendency to, you know, look for the next shiny object, right? When uh, the path to being a, a you know, a master at anything, you know, requires, you know, time and effort and energy and, and longevity too. It, it, re it requires uh, an, an understanding uh, that you can't be all things. You know, <clears throat> I hate the term uh, multitasking. Mm, yeah, me too. You can do, <clears throat> you can do many things. Okay. <clears throat> but you can't do one thing. Great. 
in that system. You just stumble through many things. So you do a mediocre job at a lot of things. Well, that doesn't help out. Uh, focus <clears throat> one or two things. Do them extremely well. Find out the data behind them, what's really true. Get rid of the um, uh, mythology. Get rid of the belief system. Move into the science and the knowledge system. Then you're on your way. Yeah, and a lot of times that part is not, it's not fun, right? D doing a deep dive, educating yourself into the science or the facts or the figures, right? That's where the hard work comes in. And I think uh, many people are unwilling to do that. I um, have a, I have a, I have a <clears throat> saying, the, the facts or knowledge is a boring thing. There's no bells, there are no bells and whistles, yeah. no bubbles, no blame. Facts, facts. And yeah. people, are not, people are not willing to just understand that facts are actually vital yeah. in, in, in this exchange. Yeah, that's really profound in today's environment, for sure. So let me ask you this. What were some of the challenges you faced in establishing your own winery, your own business? Some of the maybe big challenges you and, and Chris had to overcome. Um, over time, I found that making really, really good wine is very easy, very easy to do. Like I said, there's no magical mystery tour that you have to get on and, uh, and hope that <clears throat> some piece of knowledge lands on your head. No, you, you, you know, the science and you follow it through. That's easy. Chemistry has always been the same since the beginning of the universe. The, the reactions, the relationships between acids and bases, inorganic and organic, they are the same now as they were 10 billion years ago. Okay. Um, what you find out, though, what you want to, to find out is you don't want to create style. Style is, is the thing you have to think about. Do I want oak in my wine? Do I want it lean and racy? How do I want it to present itself? Do I want a wine that is long-lived? Or do I want a wine that's easy to drink now and passes on because I have another vintage coming in? Uh, you make those decisions. <clears throat> Who do I want to work with? Do I like this style of wine from this producer? And I want to tie, you know, hitch my my uh myself to their wagon or do i want to go over here um all these things are 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 important to figure out but i never figured them out prior to getting to going after the job first job i had first two jobs i went for i got both of them but the one that i really wanted i looked at that at that job as was already mine mm. that was my job to lose that was not my job to gain. Mm. And that's what I try to tell younger people now. You want that job, it's yours right now to lose. It's not yours to get. You have it already. Mm. You just have to just have to get in there and take what's yours. And and that's a big challenge because that requires a level of belief and faith and intentionality that, you know, you have to work to cultivate. Well, I did. I mean, I, I, I didn't leave these people alone. 
<laughs> I tweeted them a lot. And they finally, they just said, okay, give him his uh, second interview, give him his third interview. And uh, here I am. And again, had no idea what level of, of classy people that would make me involved with. Writers, poets, many, many chefs, great chefs. You know them all. You've heard of them all. Um, uh, intellectuals. I had no idea that this was what winemaking was going to be about. Winemaking, you just get grapes and you make wine. Sugar to alcohol, no big deal. Yeah. It's, it's the people. And it always has been in, in culture, really. Yeah, that, that's... It's that, been the people. That's fascinating and, and really profound. Um, do you have any advice for people that are trying to find their their own passion or exploring possibilities, you know, based on your own experience? What advice do you have in addition to what you already said for for people or, you know, young people in particular? Uh, boy, you know, I have this conversation with myself. Sometimes I have it with uh, Chris. Um, because we're sometimes asked back to the university as a veteran. Talk about what it's really like out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a quandary about that. Do I really want to talk about the truth? I mean, I know you would say the truth. You know, the truth shall set you free. But do I really want to say how different it is now than it was when I got into it and when Chris got into it? Tremendously different. Mm -hmm. But what would I do? Uh, I would try to use a blend. I would try to give them the reality that it's the, 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 the dynamic. They're not the same. Can yeah. you repeat that? Can you repeat that? Try to give them the dynamic what now? The dynamics have changed. Okay. Um, it was very easy to sell wine in the good old days. Mm -hmm. Easy. Very easy to make beautiful wine. The chemistry was already there. The science was already there. Didn't have to recreate that. And then things changed. You know what the consolidation is. Consolidation of everything. Yeah. Consolidation of, of big corporations, of distributor systems, of all the consolidation. Big fish eating littler fish and then getting bigger. And then those bigger fish now are eating the littler fish that are left. And so now you have just few uh, distributors, <clears throat> many winemakers. I don't understand how these young people do it. The winemaking business technologically speaking, it's so expensive. Mm. Equipment, so expensive. I don't know, unless they have a rich uncle, rich parents, there's money somewhere. I don't know. We didn't have that. We finagled our way through just good fortune and good people to be where we are. So I could say, be careful. We still need winemakers. <clears throat> don't expect... Um, to live the, the, the life that I lived and uh, Chris lived or has lived or is lit. Don't expect that. Mm. Uh, it's not going to wind up, uh, uh, you know, sweet smelling roses all the time. It'd be very difficult. So you have to have people that want to work and it's work. It's just not winemaking. You think, Oh, it's just winemaking. It's not. It's mechanics. You have to know a little bit about mechanics. 
a little bit about electricity. You have to know a little bit about plumbing. You have to know a little bit about machine operations. You have to be willing to go to work every day, right? We go to work. We're in the winery every day. Yes, it's our business, but we're there every day. I can't leave it alone. I was that Sanford, and I, I didn't even own part of Sanford until later. Sanford Winery, yeah. Winery. Every day, work there. You have to have that. I can't leave my wine alone. I just can't leave it alone. Yeah. I know if I slack off, it's going to start going this way. And then I'm going to have to corral it back. Remedial winemaking is more difficult than making wine right the first time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Remedial anything. Fixing something. Why didn't you just do it right the first time? Yeah, yeah, boy. That goes for all discipline. So that, that, I don't know if I answered your question, but I would, I would support somebody getting into the business. No problem. But I'm saying it's going to be, you're going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot packed in there, and uh, we're not going to unpack it, but people can take what they want from, from your experience. Um, so how can people learn more about you? So what is your website? Well, um, okay. <clears throat> I'm not very well versed in the computer world. Okay. Uh, but uh, I asked my wife to write it down. And she said it's DC, like mm-hmm. cat, DC mm-hmm. wines, plural, W-I-N-E-S.com. DC wines. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. But really, the full adventure is if you're local to Southern California or, you know, anywhere in the Santa Barbara area, definitely going to the website, calling you, making an appointment for a wine tasting. I mean, that's where the real magic happens, um, you know, and, and it's it's so different from any other wine tasting out there. I mean, it's a true education uh, in winemaking and, um, you know. Like I said before, I mean, wine was wine. And, I, you know, my brother Daniel was the guy that was doing the wine trips. And we went along because we liked the area up there. But, you know, it wasn't until we had the experience two or three or four times of your, you know, tasting experience that I really fully began to appreciate uh, you and Chris and, and the whole winemaking process. And now I, I really do enjoy wine. So, yeah, I encourage everybody. And, of course, I have to say I'm a member. I'm a member of one wine club and it's yours. And I'm looking forward to my next shipment. <laughs> one thing I want to uh, get across is that we are not a tasting room. You, right. taste, you taste wines when you come in. Okay. And people that make appointments, they taste wines. We are a production facility, yeah. wine, and we are a center for education about wine from the beginning to the end. So the tasting part is almost ancillary to the main part. The main part is, is this is where the wine is made. This is the real place. And then the other part is education. I want to dispel the mythology. I want to get you back on track. Not you personally, because you are on track. I want to get the people that come in on track dispel any notion that they have, get them on the on the knowledge train and get off the belief train. Okay. Well said. And then that's exactly the reason why 
I'm having you on my podcast. So I, I sure do appreciate your time and effort. I'm, I'm so grateful for what you and Chris are doing and, and the wonderful experiences myself and my family. I've had my mom out there, my dad, you know, just all kinds of people. It's, it's truly a pleasure. So um, thank you so much. And I'm back again. I want to see you guys again. We will be back, you know, probably sooner rather than later. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. And everybody, um, you know where you can get in touch with me, tedmoreno.com slash contact. If you want to have a a free complimentary consultation, you can go there and and get in touch with me and we'll talk about uh, how to find your passion in life. And that's what it's all about. So uh, signing off, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we will talk soon. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.